This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast Survivor News Edition, episode 205. Who's the moderator? I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of your Survivor News. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is that you can find podcasts, the Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always with your Survivor News edition of the Purple Pants Podcast. You can follow along from this audio podcast to video. You can head over to Bryce Isaiah on YouTube. That's B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. Hit subscribe and check out Survivor News episode and other goodies that I have for you. Make sure you give the video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think. Survivor Season 43, Episode 6. Oh, listen, it was a good one. So I'm excited for this week's Survivor News. Unfortunately, your baby boy is on vacation right now. So please excuse me while I take a week off. But I'm so blessed to have great friends and a brother like Wendeezy. 
and Jack Atkins. They will be delivering your Survivor news. So listen, without further ado, let's get into your Survivor news. And we are back with your Survivor News. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, the Purple Pants Badass from Survivor Kagiyan. I am here with my baby boy from <laughs> Netflix, The Circle, the one, the only, the Jack to the Atkins. What's up? What's up? Uh, let me do my, let me do my tape. And we are back with another episode of the Survivor News with the one and only, the, the, the merge boot of Winners at War, the, first the winner of Survivor Ghost Island. And you may know him from HGTV or the Bryson Wendt Presents Worldwide Tour, Wendell Holland. What's up, what's up, what's up? Jack, how we doing today? Doing good, doing well. Uh, I'm in LA for the week, which is very fun and exciting. But yeah, I'm glad we're, I know Bryce is on spring break over in Italy, right? Yeah, we, we had to send him on spring break. He had to, he had to go, um, we had to put him away for the week, you know what I'm saying? So we're making do with, with just the baby boys, but uh, a fun merge episode to break down. And Wendell, I'm glad we're here and we could, we could get right into it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, Jack, this is our first time just being you and I, man. I think you so. You think about that? I, I think about that a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, I'm excited to see where the conversation goes because I also feel like, strategically speaking, you and I are, are on the same page a lot of the time. But I want to, that's why this episode, I, I almost want to branch out into some more general discussion about, um, you know, the merge and like different like strategies and, and just sort of what we think of the season overall, obviously talking about the main themes of the episode, but I just want to um, maybe divert a little bit, but we'll see where it takes us. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I'm here for that. Uh, we don't have as much colorful commentary, I guess, without Bryce. So we'll try to do our best ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's, let's get into it, I guess. Um, yeah, absolutely. Jack, Jack are we going to do the battle of the moderators or what? It, how, how are we going to do this? Hey, it's up to you, man. I got notes. You got notes. Feel right, free to let's kick just us see off how it goes. Are, yeah. All right. Well, we start on Coco Tribe. Mm. We get some tree mail, and our good friend James James Jones is hype. Um, we've we've got some good content from him, and he's like excited that that they got some tree mail merge. And then we have Carla, who mm-hmm. says like she's Carla is always like skeptical. She's, she's yeah, and and I, she's such a good player already. It's like she's playing like it's her second time, and she's like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not super excited because we've seen in the last couple seasons, you know, you got to earn your way into the merge. Mm-hmm. And we have Ryan talking about how he's a free agent. And he's he's glad that things are being shaken up. Yeah, exactly. Great opportunity for Ryan after losing his closest ally uh, to to go switch things up and and find himself in a bigger group with a little more room to hide. And a quote that stuck out for me from Ryan, I remember, it was something like, you know, he was thinking he was at the top 
And now all of a sudden he's at the bottom. But in reality, he was at the bottom the whole time, which kind of just makes makes it interesting to think about like how your perspective is so important. Because for him, he was in the same position pretty much, but all of a sudden now he knows he's on the bottom, so he could do a little bit more with that potentially going into the merge. Um, yeah, it's interesting, and and you can and those swings can happen in Survivor like nothing. Exactly. I I I thought that I was on the top after winning a few uh, a few competitions of um, when I was on the VD. And then we swapped and we had some of these Malolo fools come over and me and Dom mm-hmm. thought we were running the show and they sniped us and got our girl Morgan out like yeah. just like that. And then the dynamic was totally flipped because me and Dom truly believed we were just at the bottom and there was nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so we get we get over to the merge. They, they don't waste too much time bringing us in on the boats. Uh, and immediately, obviously, everyone hits the beach, begins socializing. Um, I mean, I think the theme of this episode overall was just chaos. Like every, the, the whole the whole new group, especially the, given the fact that there was no swap, so people don't really know each other. They're getting to know each other. They're trying to make early plans for a potential tribal. We don't. I mean, as the players, they don't even know what this twist at the merge is going to be necessarily. So that adds an element of uncertainty to it. But obviously, people get to talking. The things that stuck out for me. Uh, it was funny when Owen took stock of all the advantages yeah. and he was like, I wish I had the little thing below of all the advantages. And then they show him with the no advantage. And then I think at this point there's six advantages in the game, which is crazy. Um, Sounds like a lot, a lot. And so how, obviously that adds a layer of, um, of unpredictability to this merge. And then it was also funny when Noel just started telling people about Cody's cool hat with all the beads. And that immediately tipped off Ellie to the fact that Cody must have the, Vezi idol uh and she goes and shares it with janine and, and says that she is playing a great game by with all this information that she has it's gonna be interesting to see how this uh how the bead talks continue throughout the season because mm-hmm. like i was i was watching carla and and she's one of my winner picks her and jesse but then you start thinking man the the bead like she was collecting beads from people she has an idol and as people start sharing information how is that gonna you know uh, are we getting such a strong edit of hers as as like a red herring so we can be thrown off of another you know winner winner edit so yeah so it's 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 this was the the theme too in the last couple season where because of the shared sort of like having to use the code words or having to use the beads, like even if no one on your tribe knew about your advantage, people on the other tribes are never going to know and find out, which I don't know if I love that. I, I, I wish the, like, it just kind of sucks that you could do everything right and have your advantage completely secret on your tribe. But then just because it's the same twist on the other tribes, that information is going to get out inevitably. So I don't, I don't know if I love that, but I do think it makes the game a little more, complex when when the knowledge of all these advantages is out there you have to like navigate a little bit more thoughtfully yeah and in a way part of the power of your advantage could be that people know about it because then they're going to be a little bit more wary of you and less likely to gun for you because they don't know what tricks you might have up your sleeve right right or if you understand that you know other people on the other islands had to collect beads maybe you can find a way to figure out who was collecting beads on that other island and then find exactly. a way to, you know, hey, 
I was collecting bees too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then y'all yeah. can kind of find a way to work together. Um, how do how how would they structure a game where they can do this and these secrets of people's of people can be preserved? Like, I was thinking one way to do it would be to have like on one island you have the bead collection, and then exactly. on the other li- island you have someone that has to scream out these crazy things at tribal, like uh, like we had Xander do. Um, and then do something else on the other island. So mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. And your secret can be preserved because this is something that could truly like mess up somebody's game. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I think I would do. I mean, we've and then we discussed this in the past. And I know Bryce liked seeing he sort of said like the same twist, but in baby boy, baby boy, and he appears. You know I like seeing the twist a lot, okay? Uh, oh, I just wanted to pop in, make sure everything was going good with Survivor News because, you know, it's my baby. I'm glad my baby boys are holding me down. I did not see this episode yet. Coincidentally, I didn't make the merge on my season. So, Bryce, however, question. yes. Are you on spring break? Uh, I am on Ken. I'm on a Kensietta. <laughs> What's a Kensietta? That's, that's like a, a 15th, 16th birthday party or something. I'm at my 16th birthday party. I'm currently <laughs> in Rome, Italy, and uh, oh. it's amazing. Ooh. Bryce, but you were here, yes, you were here in spirit. You gave the uh, intro. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine the voice. Uh, the only thing that I do know is that Twitter has been telling me that. This week, I am Carla, so I don't know what that means, and that somebody was the latter, and... Uh, Oh, 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 Ryan, Ryan. (laughs) Jack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ryan was the latter, right? Ryan was the latter, listen, and call me Carla. Carla was the latter. <laughs> well, I will let the baby boys get back. I look forward to hearing this and I'll be back next week. And uh we'll be in DC and Boston. So all right, I gotta go. It's late in Rome. Thanks for jumping in. Good seeing you, Perps. Have a all right, thank you guys in Rome. Peace. Wow. Say his name and he he appears. But That's like crazy. I was like I was saying, um, like we, I, I see where he's coming from in the sense that it's it's sometimes fun to see that same sort of twist play out in different scenarios. Um, but the thing is with the bead twist, I, I don't think there's enough creative possibilities really on how like to get them effectively is sort of the same process. And so it, it sort of felt like we saw a lot of the same thing. And then you obviously you add in the fact that people are going to figure it out. I'm on the, I'm on the same page with you where it would be nice if one beach was the beads maybe another beach you have to get you have to get everyone to give you like a sock or something i don't know like you know exactly what you said you, there's different fun twists for um different uh different beaches and yeah i think that would be a lot i think that would be more interesting but i, I did like the bee twist overall so i'm not too mad at it but it, it does get a little a little stale it it's gonna i mean it's gonna lead to i think I think the good there are some players that are really good players and we're going to see how they play. We're going to see see their game. Um I wanted to mention one more thing about um when they all came together, when they all you know came on the beach and you had Sammy like 
BYOB, let's have whatever he was saying, like, let's have a party or something like that. And there was a, a confessional from Cody, and he said something like, everyone's here having a good time. I'm ready to play the game or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember how I first viewed Cody when, like, the first episode, second episode, living, tatted on my butt, da-da-da. And I thought he was just a goof. And I'm starting to think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, or, or like, I'm starting to get almost Tony vibes from this guy. Yeah. In that he's got a lot going on, but I think the guy is a player, and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes far in this game right now. Like, because we saw, we saw him goofy, but then we saw him get the idol. And now I feel like, and we've seen him negotiate. And now I'm just like, man, how far can this guy go? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Cody has definitely been a standout this season. Um, Fezzi hasn't been a tribe in a while, so we haven't seen as much of him or the Fezzi tribe. Right. Uh, it feels like Dwight has been on spring break too. We haven't, we barely seen him at all. Um, right. But no, I, I like Cody a lot. And I definitely agree with you. He's, he's got that, that goofiness, but at the same time, like you could tell, internally he's he's really playing the game and i think that's sort of the best image to project is that you're just fun goofy i know when they hit the beach his own tribe was like oh you guys are gonna love code like you guys are gonna love cody man he's so laid back like just does his own thing like that's a good thing to have is people gassing you up from your tribe just saying like you're a good person not necessarily that you're a good player um but yeah i I like cody i'm interested to see how he plays and i think right now he's in a really good position honestly like i don't see him being a target for anyone for a little while at least um yes bo it's time to go my my ba- my babes are here come here come here come here you got yeah can you meet this is my buddy jack you see him hey what's up i don't know if you can hear me but what's up oh. what's up dude how's it going I like your shirt. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You got to get out of here? Yeah. Uh, here. Mwah. I love you. <laughs> All right. See you later. Hey. <laughs> uh, make, for you, make sure you shut that door. Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, so he and Bryce now have the same amount of screen time this episode. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, no, but where were we at? Talking about Cody. Talking about Cody and how um, it's it's interesting to see how people are like, he's a cool dude. You guys got to meet Cody. And people are vouching mm-hmm. for him as a person. And yeah, that, that, could, uh, that could lead to, you know, good things. Yeah. And be, before, before we jump into the um, into, challenge. Or, yeah. Before we jump into the challenge, I, I do want to ask, like, like I said, one of those general questions. Um, you've been at the merge twice and, and both situations were very different scenarios. Obviously your first season, ghost Island, which you went on to win. And then winners at war with a bunch of obviously returning winners, unfortunately was, were the merge boot. So you, you sort of have the whole spectrum of merge experiences in a way. Uh, and I want, I was just, I was just curious for you, probably more so in terms of ghost Island, just because that's also a new player season, just like, uh, 43 just wanted to know from an inside source going into that merge meeting a bunch of new people um what like what was the dynamic like what was your strategy like just give me your merge 
101 if, if you if you can yeah definitely two different seasons so i'll think about ghost island um on that i wanted i, I was i was really trying to be just just be me on that season kind of a giving person and someone that just likes to talk to a lot of people and, and get along with a lot of people and compete hard. And at the merge, I distinctly remember um, I felt like I was I felt like I was pretty visible. I felt like I was like one of those people on the island that people. I didn't think that I, at the merge, I remember thinking because of how much I built and just I, I just was doing a lot out there. I I just had a feeling that they would snipe me at some point. Mm-hmm. and. There was one time I distinctly remember this. We're all out there. It was after the merge feast. I think we still had some bottles of rum or something like that. And we were all out there on the beach sitting on a log. And the producers were like, hey, don't anybody say anything. Uh, we're going to go get some cool drone footage. And so wow. like all like the producers and the camera crew kind of ran away and they just wanted, you know, some awesome shots. And we're not supposed to talk. And I think I remember saying to everyone, like, um, something to the tune of like, I don't, I don't know if I'll make it much, much farther, much longer out here, but I want to thank you guys for just letting me come out here and build all of this stuff. Because I went in there with the plan of just building a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I for in my first season, I think, and I don't think it was that night that we went to tribal. It might have been the next day or something like that. Um so in my first season, making it to the merge, the merge feast, as you're as and at that point, it's before you got to earn your way into the merge and only half of you get yeah. the merge feast. Right. At that point, it was this moment that we've all, we all watched on for Survivor for so long. Everyone's like, man, I, I just want to get on Survivor. Then when you get on, you're like, oh, I just want to make the merge. And we got to that point and we all had a little bit of drink in us. So at that point, it was just like. It was it was a, such a great feeling, you know. It was it was just like, wow, I'm here. And then, you know, we didn't. I I truly believe that we had like a, the immunity was the next day or something like that. So, I think that this was before me and Dom were forced to like talk to each other about our idols and figure out what we have to do because Chris Noble got everyone together and said everyone was going to just split the votes on us the next day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going into the merge. I was, uh, and I was also right off of Yanuya, the the green tribe, the like green and yellow tribe. And we were like a tribe of like five studs. It was just, we were just all big, strong people that should have won all the challenges. And I found an idol on that beach. So I did go in there with this newly acquired idol after winning a bunch. And I'm like, yo, things are going to happen. And I just worked very well with Chris Noble. And we're coming into the merge. I'm about to link back up with Dom. So I'm thinking I can bring people together. Yeah. But the, yeah, but Chris, Chris and Dom ended up butting heads a lot more than I thought, you know. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I cool. don't know if I answered your question, Jack. No, no, no. That, that was good. I, it's just like as someone who hasn't played and I'm sure everyone listening, like the merge is clearly always such a super chaotic time. Like we can't see everything that happens. So getting like that inside scoop um, from someone who ended up winning on your season two, like about how to navigate the merge just for me, it was super interesting because the merge is sort of that iconic survivor moment that everyone shoots for. We took it all. We brought them to our land. 
An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Winners at War was different, bruh. Yeah. Like, uh, like in what sense? Just the level of play? Oh, a returning season is different. Mm-hmm. Um, a returning season of all winners is different. A returning season of all winners that have played different amounts of times is yeah. way different. So, it, like, if I'm going in as a winner that just won a year and a half prior, actually... It's- I just won on TV in 2018. We filmed 2019 for Winners at War in 2020. So I just essentially won on TV a year ago. I was yep. a very visible new winner that just won. I'm one for one. I'm 100%. Yeah. But I'm going against the people that, like, Jeremy wasn't 100 You know? The yeah. people that Tyson's <clears throat> lost before. Boston Rob has lost before. You know, I'm going against people that have felt that sting of losing and have felt the high of winning and are coming back and some people have played so many times so as someone that's like man i'm 100 percent, i'm gonna just go out there it's gonna be the same experience i've never Mm -hmm. felt that sting of losing which which meant that i didn't i know how to avoid it in a way yes yeah 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 Yeah, that's a good point it's almost an asset on winners at war to to have that whole spectrum of experience obviously everyone's won but to know okay, hey, I was the merge boot before. Like, this is how I now need to approach the merge in order to avoid that. Whereas for the one-time players, one-time winners, it's like you don't know how to avoid those situations because they all went right for you the first time pretty much. Um, exactly. And that, was, and that was just because of the, the composition of your season that one single time. Exactly. You know? And uh, I, always think about, I always think about Tony and how his first season, he was a superhero. His second season, he came out and they humanized the superhero because they were like, yo, it's Tony. We're going to he's out of here, you know, and that that brought him back down to earth so he can come on a winners at war. And people are like, oh, he's he's not untouchable. He is. He's not a superhero. He's just Tony. And then you saw what happened. He he got a little momentum and he just he showed exactly. Yeah. If he he hadn't played on Game Changers, then he probably would have had that game changers result on winners at war. Exactly. Um, cool. Uh, but getting into the challenge, um, 
it's a it's similar to 41 and 42 minus the whole hourglass twist which i'd like to thank danny mccray for helping get rid of that one um the danny rule the danny rule but the, the um obviously they need to earn their spot into the merge they got to earn their buff earn the merge fees so they're gonna there's 13 of them but they're gonna split into two groups uh two groups of six and then one gray rock gets to choose which side they want to um to work with which well well i'll get to that in a second but just just for the the breakdown of the groups it's um the red group is um ryan carla gabler or i'm sorry that's the blue group that's the blue group okay the blue group is ryan carla gabler janine dwight and jesse and the red group is ellie owen sammy james cassidy and cody let me just change my notes so I, I don't keep looking and have the colors wrong. Uh, and then and then Noel draws the gray rock. And I want to just, first and foremost, I'm curious if we put ourselves in the gray rock position. I'm mm-hmm. curious about what's your general approach to picking sides and like how, how do you feel? Like, do you think it's advantageous to draw the gray rock because you get to choose or would you rather just be placed and compete? And then, from Noel's perspective in this season, what what guides your decision there? Yeah. I think I think what guides my decision is not who I was with. It's not who I'm friends with. It's who I think is going to win this. I want to be immune. Yeah. So that's going to be what guides my decision. Um, I think, I mean, hindsight, we know that Noel made the right decision. But if I were... If I were her, I'm looking at this team, Cody, Sammy, James, Cassidy, Ellie Owen, Ryan, Gabler, Janine, Dwight, Carla. Yeah, I I think if I'm just looking at the teams, too, they did look kind of evenly matched. But I do think uh, I do think that I would have picked blue uh, Ryan, Gabler, Janine, Dwight, Carla, Jesse, because I mean, Ryan's a beast. Gabler's big. Dwight's big. I I just think that like that tribe has. I think that that tribe's a little stronger. I, I think, think my, were, my yeah. first impression was maybe red, but because Cody, that's, Sammy. that's the thing. That's yeah, true. Cody, Sammy, James, Owen, they have strong girls too. Yeah, Ellie and Cassie. Wow, pretty, yeah, true. But yeah. but that's why that's what I why I gotta ask. I think because obviously, if the decision was a little more obvious, you know, obviously you just want to be on the winning tribe. But here, I felt like there was a pretty even split. And so when Noel's in such a tough position of, of that split, I think then you might, I think it's then reasonable to bring in other factors um, into that decision. And I mean, the first thing that jumps out at me is, do you want to end up in a group with a bunch of your allies or do you want to end up in the group where if you do go to tribal, then your allies are in the, in the safe group and they might have a little bit more sway on how to, um, how to approach the vote. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot, and it's hard. I don't know if there's a correct answer with all that stuff. Um, yeah, I do think I'd I'd want to make sure I'm in a group where, like, I don't think I'd want to be the only one from my tribe, especially given that there hasn't been a swap where everyone else in that group can kind of be like, oh, well, we all have allies in this group that we want to protect, but like Jack is there and we don't really know him, so let's just go for him. I think you want to put yourself with people where, if you do lose, that you think they would probably be, be targeted above you. Um, yeah, and honestly, I, I think Noel might have 
done that because she picks the group with a bunch of Vezzy people where maybe they get targeted if they lose, but she might not be the number one target on that Vezzy tribe. I like that decision. If, if that was, uh, if that was her rationale at that moment, because you saw she was, she was like, I don't know. They both look even. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that would have been a good reason to pick them to pick blue. And, and if it was you who drew the gray rock in that moment, do you think you'd be like, Oh sweet. I get to sit out and I get to just pick the team that's stronger. Or would you be like, ah, like I wanted to be in the challenge competing. Come on, man. I want to, you know, man, I want to be in that. I want to be in that challenge, brother. Come on, Jackery. That's what I'm like. I think my instinct would obviously be like, oh, let's compete. But at the same time, if if I get to just look at the tribes and I think more often than not, there's going to be a pretty obvious stronger group. And I could be like, oh, I could just save my energy, like not show that I'm, you know, potentially good in challenges. Uh, yeah. and then be like, oh, like this group's going to win and I guarantee myself immunity and I don't have to do anything. I'm kind of like, that's great. Cause if I get put it, if I say you get, you get, the, you pull the red rock and all of a sudden in a different scenario, what if your group is just really bad and you're like, oh no, like <laughs> I hear that, but, but there's a, you're not being guaranteed a win if you're sitting out that you, you have to make sure. a tough decision sure. and it's like, I hope that this team that I'm picking wins, went in. So yeah, I I like being more in control of my fate, and especially oh, when it comes to a competition like this, dude. I love these big team competitions, man. I love them. Yeah. I love them. And running up that ramp, we ha- we haven't seen a ramp like that. I yeah, I agree with you. I, I think I would be if I was sitting out, I'd be really a. I'd be sweating because you, you you don't have control, but you're you're trying to root for your team. And then B, like that ramp was super sick. The puzzle was really sick too. I love that. I don't think we've seen a puzzle with those sort of like hexagonal, like little pieces that you have to right. slot all together. And so with that, and before we get into the challenge, I do just want to mention, um, it was funny when Janine ran over to the mat and she was like, let's effing do this. And they're like, we got it. the wrong mat. <laughs> get <laughs> over there. Wrong. And she was like, oh, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was so funny. Like, so it was good energy, but just the wrong group. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. So um, uh how's how's it go? We got um they gotta like move coconuts, remove a sled, grab puzzle pieces, drag them on the sled, build a yep. staircase out of puzzle pieces, um, grab a whatever a key. I think. Then they have to run up the ninja ramp. With the net at the top, yep. Yeah, and then get up there and then they, they do this uh this puzzle with all the hexagons. Yeah, and I think up until the ramp, I think it was pretty, pretty standard. Um, okay. I will, I will note that it's been interesting to see. You know, when they complete the, the stair, the block stair puzzle, immediately knock it down. We've seen the players this season be hyper cognizant of get as soon as you finish a puzzle, get rid of the evidence. Very um, smart. Which is super smart. And then, yeah, the the, the ramp. I thought was so interesting to watch a it's such a cool like athletic american ninja warrior type of challenge um and the rope on the top added a little bit of like yeah you can run up it but now you got to grab the rope and climb and uh which might be easier yeah i think than the regular ninja warrior ramps where you just gotta get your way to the top and grab up i think i mean i i would agree i don't think some people are not 
getting to the top of that ramp if there's no net. I I, yeah. I, I would I would have to say. We also saw Carla. Oh, Carla take see- a. Oh, go ahead. Oh, her hand. Her hand got. I I, I forgot to mention that. I don't know what like it. It looked like it got like jammed and like cut up by the block. Like it was a lot. I was worried that she like really really hurt it, but it seems like in the through the rest of the episode, it wasn't like a game threatening injury. I should say. I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't break a finger. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, oh. yeah, that was scary to watch. And then like the whole, like there were many clips of her, like holding her hand all jacked up and bleeding. And, and then she fell on the ramp at one point And like, I feel like her hand, like, yeah, yeah, it was, she's a trooper. She's a, she's a trooper, but yeah. So we get to the ramp. James, the first one dashes up there. Did you see him get stuck a little bit? Um, bro, not. he dashed up there and then he was just up there hanging. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Owen was like, "Pew." James is so funny. He just go, he just goes like head. I feel like he goes head first into everything, and then he gets like into it. He's like, "Oh man, what like what do I do now?" I um, love it. I yeah. love it. But yeah, so the he was on the Red Tribe. Oh, I'm sorry, he was on the, the yeah he was on the Red Tribe. Yeah, and they were. They were they kind of crushed the ramp like they all if I'm not mistaken they all got to the top of the ramp by the time the blue team even started to attempt to get up the ramp right so they got a head start on the puzzle and then the blue tribe a little bit more of a struggle getting you know Gabler up there getting Carla up there um was a little bit more difficult but Ryan was the ladder and literally hanging upside down and hoisting people up was crazy um what do you think of that strategy jack i mean i'm sure they tried some alternative strategies before so i guess at that point strategy was hang and and try to grab people i think that's a reasonable thing but it looked like someone's running up a ramp it's hard to you know then like grab someone yeah yeah no he was like he was, it's like, went like he ran up kind of how James ran up and, and, and grabbed on. But instead of going all the way up, he like let go of one arm and he was like kind of yep. giving people the assist. And then he was like, you know what? I'm just doing Spider Man. I am going upside down with it. Yeah. I don't know. That's- Part of me thinks maybe like he was probably like, oh, it would look so cool if I went yeah. Spider Man on this challenge. Like, let me just do it. Um, it might not be the most functional, but I mean, I think his original strategy works with like, um, with like, uh, with like a Jesse and a Dwight who are going to get up there pretty easily, Mm -hmm. but you know, maybe with with like a Gabler and we saw Gabler working hard, but so I feel like by the time he had to run up, I mean, he was, he was boosting people and Gabler go like Gabler works hard. And then I think before he knows it, he's gassed. So then. Maybe some some uh, adaptations were needed, but they got it done. They get up the ramp, and then we have this really cool word puzzle. And and I think, I think if anything, a, a bright spot in this season for me has been some of the challenges. And and they've it's sort of like a twist on old favorites. Where I mean, last week we had those cool um, four piece puzzles that turned into a triangle and a square. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we have this new puzzle where it's this big sort of grid and. You have to slot all the pieces in to make a multi-word puzzle. Um, and obviously the 
Red Tribe had a head start on that, but the Blue Tribe gets up there and gets to work. And what, I mean, what'd you think of the puzzle? What'd you think of the individual performances? I thought it was an awesome puzzle. Uh, who did we have? We had Dwight and Janine doing it for Blue. We had Ellie and Owen doing it for Red. Mm-hmm. And despite the head start, Dwight and Janine were able to get it done. And it was an awesome looking puzzle. Now, is it, does it like, if you, if one tribe is up there and they're like really getting through it, then the second tribe can just come up and kind of look over a little bit in a puzzle like this, right? I, I don't think it happened yeah. in this one, but like, so, so despite getting up there super fast, I think there's like kind of like built in ways of, it's true. Seeing people, where people are at. Yeah. And, and kind of like, you know, if, if I'm looking over and I see half of a puzzle is done, I'm going to, I'm going to use that to my advantage. That's a good point. But, and you think about it, there's probably, I mean, Jesse and Dwight would have gotten up and Janine probably got up that rope pretty fast while Gabler and Carla were struggling. They could probably just stand there and watch the other tribe do their puzzle and, and yeah. start to get ideas for it. And start, I didn't really yeah. think about that, but yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really good point. Cause usually I'm of the mind that like, if you're working on your puzzle, and you're trying to copy the other tribe while you're working on it, you're always going to be a step behind. Wow. But if you're able to look over, and especially a word puzzle where it's like you kind of just have to figure out what the phrase is and then you're good to go. If you could just yeah. stand there and watch and figure it out, then it's definitely pretty and, advantageous. And it's like you really can't do anything until your tribe is up there. So you, as maybe a Dwight, you're just standing there literally just looking at exactly, them yeah. and, and kind of going through it. And he's already a super smart person. So yeah, that might, yeah, that might be advantageous. Um, yeah. But yeah. So in, in this case you have Dwight and Janine winning. Mm-hmm. And um, so that means. Noel also gets safety too. Yes. With Noel. So after um, once, once they got back to the merge camp, Ellie, Ellie's crying and apologizing. What do you, what are your thoughts on, on something like that? Just like owning it or I th- I'm trying to say, I, I think that there's a way to own it, but not so much. I, that's kind of where my head was at, especially when you're out of the tribe stage of the game. Like, you know, in a sense, you just met these people. So it, it, it sucks to let them down. But like, if I, if I lost the challenge and, you know, like, I just met Kat, like, I just met Cody, I'm not going to be like crying, like Cody, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Especially if I know he has an idol too. But um, yeah, I think I'd be like, hey, like I stepped, I think in any situation, like whether, even if it's pre-merge, it's just like, hey guys, like I stepped up, I, I blew it. I feel terrible. Like, but let's let's move forward. Like, the, especially in the individual portion of the game, like there's not really going to be a, another time in this game and challenges, unless it's a reward challenge where these people are going to be relying on me, like about like relying on me to perform. Like it's actually the opposite, where they want you to not perform. So in a way, it's yeah. yeah I, I don't I don't know. It's it's definitely. Uh, I'm sure when the when the, especially when the promise of the merge is right in front of you. And you kind of blow the challenge and, and you you don't have that secure, like that's gonna be a bummer regardless. Um yeah, some people are just more take things a little bit more emotionally than other people, which is totally mm-hmm. fine as long as 
because we see she obviously stays pretty dialed in in terms of like going and trying to make moves yeah. for better or for worse. We also at around that same time we get James saying, "Hey, yo, Cody, let, let's uh, can I, yeah. can I can I take you on a walk?" What a little weird. Think? Yeah, it was like it reminded me of when uh, when James said, uh, "For my birthday, I want to go look for idols or something." I don't yeah, know, it's not the most tactful. Um, I feel like the island's so big. There's there's better ways to be like. Just give someone a little nod and be like, let's, let's go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see and we see this group come back first while the other the winners are going and enjoying the reward. So at first, it's only the losers that are back at camp and they get the strategy rolling pretty immediately. Um, in a way, because of the, the the fact that there was three tribes and there was no swap. I think every tribe is trying to kind of feel out the other two and see if there's some potential to work with each other there. Obviously, in this instance, it's three Baca, two Coco, and Cody from Bezzy. Uh, but Ellie immediately tries to sort of play both sides and get the, the two other tribes turned on each other. Um, but we also see James go off and talk to Cody. Yep. And it's just sort of an absolute scramble of strategy. and. For better or for worse, as seven other players are over at this feast. And I think it, that does bring out the, the, the point that stands out to me. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, given the result of the tribal council. But I think here, it, especially when the whole, like, no one's back at camp. Or, like, half the, half the tribe is gone. And you're, you're just meeting these people for the first time. And also, you're in the vulnerable minority, where the people that are gone are the ones who are safe and have the majority, I feel like the better option here is just go make positive inroads with people, not so much, hey, I want to work with you. Let's target this person. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather get myself in a personally a good spot with, if I'm, if I'm Ellie, I want to go make a good relationship with Cody. I want to go make a good relationship with James and Cassidy. And I just want to leave it at that until people start coming back. Because I don't want to be driving the, the, the bus here when there's, people like when it's a when it's a smaller like there's fewer people there and i'm one of the people that can be voted out and then this other bus might come through after a nice merge piece and just <laughs> shake smash stuff up. Yeah. yeah shake stuff up what, what are ellie, your thoughts on that i i think that ellie ellie was making her moves i think that ellie was walking into the merge i felt that she thought she was really strong and she even yeah. said it how how great she is and um I think her making the observation that Cody had the idol, I think that kind of like, you know, gassed her up a little more. Like, you know what? I'm seeing all these things. I, I know all these things. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes when you get a survivor, you feel like the things that you say to everyone is just, is just going to work. And there was a moment when she even went to James and said something to the effect that, she had you know this we shouldn't go for this person or that person or that person it basically left james to assume that she was talking about cody and that was mm-hmm. like the, the last person he's like oh okay so we should go, go for cody and yep. then we had like a james confessional that was like what did he say uh he said he, he just basically said he doesn't believe what she's saying and mm-hmm. and so 
I think that for Ellie to just, for her to be so profusely apologetic and crying and then jump right into scramble mode, I don't know. I just think that, uh, I think that it wasn't the most tactful. A little bit, but just not the most tactful move for her at that moment. And I think something I kind of observed from this is um, it kind of reminds me of sort of what I observed in Shan's season where Ellie and Shan, pre, especially pre-merge, no swap, tribe of six, that's a small group. If you can get a good hold on your group, sort of like Shan did, sort of like Ellie did, it's, it's, it's a little bit easier to micromanage everything when there's only five, six people around. And if you're at the epicenter of that tribe, you're going to think, hey, I'm, I'm playing really well. And you, they honestly were. But then if you, if you keep that same energy when you now merge and there's 13 people and you're like, hey, let me get a finger on the pulse of every person here and like try to direct what every person is doing. I think that's just a recipe for disaster. And we see that happen in both of their cases where they think, hey, I played so well in my small group, that's going to transfer over immediately to this other group. I think really you need to take a step back, make those social relationships that you did at the start of the game. That's why you were in that position in your tribe that you, that you ended up in rather than trying to play that strategy you had in your tribe and just immediately bridge that over to the merge. I agree. I agree. It's like you're bringing these the big dogs together now. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't try to, don't try to big dog somebody like make sure you get in first, you know, make sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's something, if I ever played, I feel like that would be something I would have to, to contend with because like, I think, in a, like I said, in a group of six, you find the right group, the right strategy and you get yourself in a, in the pivotal spot. You're going to be feeling like, Hey, I'm crushing this. Um, it kind of reminds me of in South Africa, me and Bryce's starting tribe. Bryce and I were the core of that tribe. Like we would have been the last two, but then you mm-hmm. switch things up. Yeah, you feel like you're playing great, but now there's all these new players you got to contend with. And if you come in with that energy of like, oh, I'm like, I'm like the strategic, epi- like the focal point strategically, you're just going to find yourself in trouble. And I think that could happen to me where if I'm crushing it on my original tribe, I get in there, I'm like, I'm the, I'm the big dog here. Right. But in reality, like, you're the big dog on the other tribe. There's another big dog from the other tribe. And if you're trying to go around to every single tribe and, and give out all this information and try to make moves, like it's going to inevitably trickle around and, and come back to bite you as we see it happen with, with Ellie. Um, when the bosses collide, man, it's like, it's exactly. like bringing a bunch of presidents together or something like, yeah. all right, we're going to see. Like, I think yeah. in that situation, if, if you're that boss from your original tribe, and it's called a merge, you know, like a meeting, a meeting of the bosses. You almost want to be the boss that comes in and you're like super chill. And you're like, oh, like you're the real boss. Like, if, please. And, and keep. Yeah. And that keeps you and honestly, your tribe members who up to this point are the people, you know, the best. Um, presumably, you want to keep them in the game that could position your tribe pretty well. If you're sort of that that humble tribe, um, yep. as opposed to like Ellie comes in, makes so many moves. Not only does it affect her negatively, I think it, there's some repercussions here for Janine and, and Gabler and Sammy and Owen, honestly, the whole tribe where Ellie has created such a mess for them that they've now had to out information about each other and they've had to sort of spend their time trying to regroup that they're losing that time that they could be using to then make relationships with other people. Yeah.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With all that being said, um, now we get the, uh, the merge feast. The feast. And everyone's playing nice. Uh, Ryan even proposes a final seven, which it was, it was so funny. I was watching it and like everyone's reaction was kind of the same as what I, like, I feel like I would be sitting at that lunch and like, look, I'd like, if you were next to me, I'd like look over to you and be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> like, obviously you don't want to like, like critique him in the moment just cause you want to play nice. But um, I know there was some startled faces when, when Ryan proposed that. What, what do you think of that whole dynamic at the start of the, the feast and Ryan's game in general and his approach here? Oh, Ryan. He, we've seen, he's, he's getting, his edit has, over the last few episodes, has looked a little silly. It has. He, he, thinks, he thinks that something is going on and it's the opposite. He thinks that he has a handle on something and it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this case, he proposes to all these new people that he's just meeting that they should be the final seven. And yeah, Ryan, your alliance, well, your your relationship with your prior tribe wasn't that great. They just blindsided you when they got Geo out and... <laughs> I, I get that you want to, you know, jump ship and make moves, but geez Louise, you just announced it in front of everyone, yeah, including Janine. And yeah, no, include, wait, no, oh, no, you, but you no, just, Janine was there. no, but she wasn't on, she wasn't on his, oh, yeah, she wasn't on his tribe. Yeah, I, I was thinking about Gabe Carla, was, Carla was there, but in, in front of Carla. Yeah. So it's like, you're announcing it in front of people that might be tied to other people. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't? Yeah. It's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I so. think it's kind of ironic because in that in the premiere, we saw Ryan have this strategy of digging for the bags in sort of a diagonal cross. And I remember we were like, is he a genius or did he just have this random strategy that just so happened to work? And yep. I think the, the story sort of since then, then is him coming up with these weird strategies that usually don't work, but like occasionally they might. And then he's like, He's like, I'm doing great. And then he just kind of keeps snowballing that when in reality, it's like, okay, you kind of just got some dumb luck in some of these situations that you, you think you, you think you have a plan and it's just not really what you think it is. It just ain't it. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, but nice, nice guy. Yeah. And, and it's like, 
the move here, especially when you're coming from the bottom on Coco, like the move always has to be go up to like someone you think you would click with, like a Jesse or a Dwight or even a Sammy or a, or a Owen and just say like, hey, guys, like one on one. I'm in a tough spot. I'm looking for a new home. Like, I would love to work with you guys. Not a bring them all together and say, <laughs> hey, this is the group now. Like, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, I'll give a little analogy because I know Jeff Probes love those, but it's like, you don't have a group of six different friends that don't know each other and throw them all in a text group chat and just be like, hey, guys, like, you got to give a little intro to some people first. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, Ryan's I'm, just I'm with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I hear you. Yeah, he uh, – and if you think – well, my reference point is Ghost Island. At the merge, Chris Noble literally brought everyone together except for me and Dom and said, this is what's going to happen. Half yeah. of you are voting for when, half of you voting for Dom. And that just and then, never stands. Like, that never is going to stick. Nah. Nah. Um, but so, yeah, we see Ryan sort of, I guess, being a little too friendly with that. Um, and then we see the flip side of that where Gabe was like, all right, no one wants to throw out a name. Ellie was looking through my bag, says it in front of Janine. Uh. And it, I think that was sort of the pivotal moment of the episode, the defining moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where to begin with with Gabler like I don't in a way it was so messy but in a way wasn't the worst move I, like I don't know get get us get us started on this Gabler Gabler discussion I, <laughs> well is he does he want to totally jump ship does he want to keep allies from his pre- previous tribe is he cool with is he he's is he's he cool, cool with Sammy, Sammy Owen, Owen? yeah yeah all right so <laughs> Sometimes we watch people that are that get these kind of um, or it's portrayed as almost like an obsession where they have to they have a target and they're not going to get off of that target. And we saw that with in 41 with um, Xander and Liana. Mm -hmm. Liana was just like, I'm going to get Xander, you know, and in this case, I guess Gabler was so upset that they looked through his bag. But also, she also tried to play him for a fool and figure out and, and make him think that his idol wasn't working. So he yeah. has a reason to like. Oh, he absolutely has a reason. Really not like her. And then she never did anything to clean it up. So yeah. he's like, man, all right, I see an opportunity. She's not here. I'm going to air her out. And it In front worked. of her closest ally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that it. it but at the merge, anyone is looking for a reason to target somebody. And mm-hmm. y'all give us an easy reason to target a girl like Ellie, who early on, we were getting Michelle Fitzgerald vibes. I was like, man, Ellie's about to be a player out here. Yeah. If you give me a reason to target or to vote out somebody that's not my ally, that wasn't even on my tribe, that looks like they could be a strong player in the game at the merge, 100%. 100%. I'm looking for the easy, I'm looking for at the merge, I'm looking for the easy, an easy vote. Agree. And I, I just think that's why I don't think it's the worst move. Like you take out someone that you don't trust and as he, like he shouldn't trust Ellie. Like Ellie did him dirty a couple times. Um, I just think the move there, again, sort of like the Ryan thing is like go to 
go to Carla or go to Jesse and say, Hey, Ellie went through my bag. Like I want her out. Can I work with you guys to make that happen? Um, they're going to be like, hell yeah. Like, but why do it in front of Janine when you know, Janine's going to go tell Ellie and then Ellie's going to tell Owen and Sammy and then Owen and Sammy who you want to hopefully still work with are now like Matt and you got to do damage control with like the two people in the game that want to work with you right now. So now one thing is maybe if he were to go solo dolo to these people, they would think he's lying or trying to play them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he just announces it to the world, yeah. like see, some of those reactions, I think I saw Carla was like, like it's, Okay, this guy is for real, I guess. And he's so for real that he's willing to say it in front of Janine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he had a couple beers in him. He he definitely did. I remember in Winners at War, after we ended up voting out Yule instead of Michelle, well, it was instead of me because um, it was either going to be me or Yule that night. And Yule... Michelle, Nick, and myself were friends, our friends. Mm. Yule is not our, I mean, he's a, a great person. He's my friend in real life now, but like we had a pre existing relationship. But game wise, me, Nick, and Yule were on the same tribe beforehand. So we should have voted out Michelle. We mess around and vote out Yule. I get to the merge and I'm trying to tell people, yo, Yule, Yule was targeting me. He was going for me. Nobody mm. believed me. Everyone was like, oh, no, not only do we not believe Wendell that Yule was targeting him. We now see that Wendell and Michelle are working together, so we're going to get him out of there. So, yeah, I know. I think that's like the whole. But they're also veteran players. It's just like becoming believable. Sometimes even the truths you tell, no one's going to believe. Yeah, exactly. And no, I, I. I, I I don't I don't mind where Gabler like the direction Gabler was coming from here, but obviously it could have been a little less Gablery and a little more strategic. Um, yeah, but yeah, that absolutely plunges things into chaos. And we like I said, we see Baca basically running around. Ellie's trying to do damage control, um, and then it spreads to Sammy and Owen when they were like, Gabler, why'd you tell them that we told you? Now that makes us look bad. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at this point, I don't even remember what happened with Gabler's bag. Like, I, it's like, I don't know what the truth is. Like, what did Ellie look through? I, was it Janine? It was either Ellie or I think it was Janine. Ellie, and Ellie but was Owen like, Owen was there. Her, and Owen was yeah. there. And Ellie, I think Ellie and Janine were like actively, I don't, I mean, at that point, it doesn't really matter who's looking through it. It's like, if, if I'm like, yo, Wendell, go look through his bag and you look through his bag, like, we're both complicit it's in that. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. But it's like, if I'm then, if, if, if I'm, Bryce and I and he hears us doing that and he just watches. That's a little less. Um, you're like, a, what are you? You're like, less of an yeah, accomplice. You're a little less of an accomplice. Like, you're not going to be like, "Hey, guys, don't do that. That's wrong." You know, like. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and and Ellie talks to Gabler, and she's like, "You know, you blew up my spot. Blah blah blah. Now I have to do damage control." Instead, was there another option with that conversation? Could could she or he have tried to take that conversation a different way? I mean, he wants her out. So yeah, I don't. It, it's just like I don't know. I Ellie is like Ellie has like I think Ellie's a cool person. I think she has some assets Uh-oh. to be a good player. Uh oh. 
But I, I will say, this is like, this is the same instinct that I had in like episode one when I, she was sort of patronizing um, Owen with like the head pat and stuff. She goes to Gabriel like, yo, why'd you blow up my spot? It just felt very entitled. It's like, because you went through his bag and you tried to like manipulate him to play him a, like play him a fool and get him out of the game. Like he has every right to not want to work with you. So now I, I think the sentiment of, Hey, like let's keep it together. Agree. But it's like, you can't be mad at Gabler when you did all this, when you did him so dirty on your tribe. And then now that it's in a bigger group and he tells the truth that it puts you in trouble. Like you can't be mad at him for that. It's, it's not, it might not be the cleanest gameplay, but it just felt like, I don't know. I think, I think it was Sammy who briefly said when they sort of had like their group Kumbaya, he was like, Gabler, like we know we don't want to work with Ali, but me and Owen have to earn our spots too. So like if you're blowing Baka stuff up, like that could put us in a, in a tricky spot. And I think, and I think that's when Gabler was like, Oh shoot. Like you're right. And I think that's Sammy's always had a really good um, approach, I think, to working with Gabler. And we've seen Gabler has been such a, chaotic player but i feel like every time sammy goes and has a conversation with gabler it hits home for the most part and now does gabler always take that and and keep it like low key for the like the next week not necessarily but i think sammy knows how to talk to gabler to get his mindset in the direction that works for sammy which i think is really smart whereas ellie i think goes to gabler and i think gabler probably perceives it as like ellie's trying to do what's best for her and just trying to manipulate me into working along with that and is that always true maybe not not necessarily sometimes what works for ellie might be work for gabler but i think once gabler has this knowledge of like okay she went through my bag she tried to trick me like he's immediately going to be defensive to anything that she says to him because he's like this could be another ploy to just manipulate yeah yep um and with that being said i I think coco and Vezi, like you said, take advantage of any opportunity, any fracture in another group. And they're like, hey, like, we might as well take out Ellie. She's a smart social player, clearly has been deceptive in the past. And why not expand those Baca fractures? Um, and so heading to tribal, it seems like that is sort of the sort of obvious plan. I, I know Baca wants to split the vote on James and Cassidy, but. It's just, you know, it's, yeah. I, I, felt, I felt pretty early on that it wasn't going to be working out for Baca in this episode. Right. Um, James got a couple of votes. Do you see his reaction? Mm-hmm. He, I like how expressive and reactive he is. Yeah, I was worried um, for him. But I, I, I was say, too. I hope it's not, I don't, I don't hope it's not a, a bad sign for the future because when, you know, when you're in a group of six, that's vulnerable, and there's 13 players out there, and you, that could really be anyone. Like, if you're just the tribe that they choose to target, you know, it is what it is. Like, it, yeah. it could be you could be a great player and be in that spot, and you still might get some heat. Like, Ellie got heat, James got heat, Cody got heat. Like, I felt like they're all good players. It just so happened to be the the, the nature of the uh, circumstances. Right. Yeah. Anything stand out to you from tribal? I mean, let me look at my. Well, so prior to the vote, not a whole. I think they kind of the players just sort of encapsulated how crazy, you know, that merge was, and 
it was definitely chaotic and a little hard to follow at times, but I guess that reflects how the gameplay must have been. I think what stood out to me at Tribal was after Ellie gets voted out, she says, y'all see what trusting Gabler will do. And mm-hmm. I'm again, I was like, what do you mean? Like you, you never trusted Gabler. You were always trying to go like, stop. Gabler might not be a great player, but he was absolutely justified in wanting Ellie out. So it's like, Ellie, you're out of the game. Like you don't need to come for Gabler anymore. Like let, let the man live. I don't know. Yeah. It's ironic though, that Gabler ends up being Ellie's downfall after all of sort of their turmoil pre-merge. Interesting. Yep. Yep. And after uh, them kind of making it, making it seem like they thought he wasn't the, the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think? What, what are your sort of thoughts on the tribal sort of closing thoughts on the episode? And just like, what do you see going forward? I thought it was a fun episode. I thought it was a good merge. I uh, would like to welcome Ellie to the merge boot club. Well, actually she, she, she is the merge Tiger. boot. I it, sort of, I guess. Like she's not on the jury, I don't think. Right, right. So, well, I'm going to call her the merge boot. So I'll welcome her with open arms to the merge boot club. Going forward, do we think that her ally Janine is? Um, I actually think Janine's in a in a pretty good spot because she can go anywhere, and she has an idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and despite all of the heat that was on Ellie. I don't feel like anyone was like, oh, and Janine too. Like, we need to target her. Right? Like, she was safe. Yeah. Or like, she was, even like yeah. the let's weaken Ellie by voting out Janine type of thing. Like, yeah. It was really just all Ellie. And I think it was obviously Janine could have played her idol for Ellie, but I'm glad that she did not. I think it was smarter to hold on to it. Because um, you save Ellie now the target's probably going to spin back on her anyways. And then now you don't have your idol and you've shown that you're super tight with her by playing your idol for her. So that could just transfer the target to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going for we like, again, I'm, I still got, I'm still high on Carla and Jesse. I think, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I think Cody is creeping in there for me. Yep. Um, I think I, I like Sammy too. I do like him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who. I, those are those are. Sammy's my favorite. Uh, yeah, like favorite. Is to he really eighteen or nineteen? Nine, nineteen, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, that's I, why I'm like, I don't know if I could see him winning, just because for him to pull that off would be really a crazy feat. But he's definitely shown some shown some uh, some strong chops in the game so far, uh, and he's been fun to watch. I, I do think I, I could see. Like you said, Carla, um, Jesse, sort of the, the the leaders on their respective tribes. Mm-hmm. They're not leaders per se, but like sort of the strongest players. Um, and then when yep. it comes to Baca, I'm interested to see how they recover from this whole Ellie hullabaloo. Because I think Owen, Sammy, and Janine are all very capable players. And if they play their cards right, I think they could slot themselves into a good position in the game and, and, and potentially go deep. Yeah. And then Cody too. I, I like Cody a lot. I could I could see him making something happen. Um, I could I could see them wanting him to win. <laughs> yeah, he's just fun. Like yeah, uh, especially 
I mean, I guess Ellie's not on the jury, but she clearly seems a little sour. And so if, if that sort of trend continues, if there's some sort of bitter jury, I feel like it's like, oh, Cody is just cool. Like, let's just vote for Cody. You know what I mean? Like, Cody's not going to, well, I would like to think that Cody's not going to leave any jurors feeling too salty, but maybe his um, such a laid back attitude and then he stabs you in the back might leave some people True. Feel, feeling just feeling con. But one, one thing I want to ask you about, another general thing just before we wrap up, where do you stand on sort of swaps and like how do you, how do you think the swaps affect the merge because for me it i feel like the early merge play just gets a little dull when there's no swaps because it's like oh tribe a and tribe b gang up and get someone out of tribe c oh now tribe b has too many people tribe a and tribe c get someone out from it, it just i feel like there's yeah. not as many complex relationships when you come into the merge only knowing a third of the people in the game like I think the one thing to mitigate that is how many uh, trips they had people taking, um, whether it was Cody going over to the Coco tribe, whether it was pe- three people going over to whatever island to get whatever advantage. Um, but still, again, that's not that's not real time. That's not a yeah. swap to where you are on an island with someone for five days. So I think it can get a little um, almost predictable or monotonous or just just where things are. Yeah, pre- predictable. Like, all right, obviously that, obviously these two smaller tribes are going to gun for that tribe now that, you know, and yeah. that actually doesn't, re- that, that it doesn't reward the, the team that played best for the first however long in the game. Also, I also agree with that. And I also think even if you want to go branch off and start working with another tribe, you sort of naturally have to defend your own tribe because I think, like, say I'm Cody and I want to go work with, like, Sammy, Owen, Carla, and James. Like, because you don't have as close a relationship with those people, like, even if you want to go work with them, you're sort of naturally on the bottom in a way because you don't have that. Like, you kind of have to protect your own people where in a situation where there's a swap, it's like, Sure, if I'm Cody, I have a relationship with like Jesse and Dwight, but maybe I swapped and now I have a relationship with Carla and James too. And now I can pick what avenue I want to go. And my original like tribe colors aren't as impactful on my position in my new merge alliance. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I always bring it back. I mean, because the seasons I played are the ones that I know. Ghost Island, one it of my. Quick, right? Yeah. And my most meaningful relationship was. Well, me and Dom and then Laurel, that was the product of a swap. And then in there, I said, I want to go to the end with you. And she protected us every single vote going forward. Yeah. And, I, and that, yeah. Yeah. I think. I think there's a nice middle ground. If I'm not mistaken, you guys swapped after two tribals and then you swapped again after like another three something like that. Something like that. Like, or two. And that's two or a little something. much. For me, I, I, I mean, I'm a big Kageon fan. Like, I, I like a if it's a three tribe season, you know, have four tribals swap to two tribes at 14, two tribals merge at 12. I think that gives everyone enough time to mix it up. Um, it makes the dynamic a lot more interesting going in the merge. I mean, we see Kageon, the merge, the merge, the merge, Kageon merge, maybe the most iconic episode of Survivor ever. What, what, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, I think, a product of the dynamic. 
Whereas imagine the Kage on merge where it's just three tribes coming in fresh. Like it's not going to be as, as wild as, as it was, as it ended up being. So I, I don't know. I, I think, I think Jeff, if you're listening to this, I, I think we, we generally like a little more swap action, but um, solid merge overall. Can't complain. Yeah. I wasn't mad at it. Good episode. I'm enjoying the season. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? Um, uh, I'm a little meh on this season right now. I can't lie to you. Yeah. It feels very, so far, predictable. And it kind of just feels like 41 and 42 had like a younger, like had a little brother. And like, this is just, it just feels like they're hitting all the same notes. And it's not. Okay. I haven't been on like the edge of my seat at all, but I will say, I think the editing so far has been really good. And so if, if things do start to get moving as they go forward, which I'm sure they will, I think the payoff might be a little bit more exciting. Um, given like the good editing, I feel invested in some people. So I'm, I'm yeah. hoping it turns around, but I'm still, uh, I got my fingers crossed for my buddy, James. Yeah, absolutely. But like, you know, I got uh, based on what I've been watching, I'm just like, all right, these these are the people that are my my winner picks based on what I'm watching. But I'm really hoping for my buddy James. Yeah, no, I like James. Yeah, I like James. I like. Owen, Sammy, Janine, Carla, Jesse, Dwight, like there's Cody, like a lot. I like there's a lot of people I like. So Gabler, I almost wish there was people I didn't like in like a more. I feel like these recent seasons. Likeable villains. Yeah. I feel like maybe casting is trying to steer so far away from any sort of potentially problematic people, which Mm -hmm. good on them by steering so far from it, you lose those people that are right in the middle that are like a lovable villain that are going to make some like trouble happen, like good people, but with, with a little more edge to them. Yeah. Um, I feel like we haven't seen a whole lot of that. And I think that was sort of a staple in a lot of those iconic seasons to have someone you love to root against. Yep. I hear you on that. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. All right. Let's hope for it to turn up a little bit. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's been real, Jack. We miss our boy Bryce. He will be back next week. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. What 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 all does Bryce say? I don't know. Oh, let him know about uh, what are the upcoming Bryce and One Presents events. Yes, yes. So we have Bryce and One Present Boston coming up on November 9th. That is in, you know, less than two weeks. That's going to be an incredible one. We're still getting RSVPs for reality stars. I think we're up to somewhere north of 20 special guests Ooh. coming and wow. uh, some guests that we can't tell. We are working on our finale. My goodness, Bryson Wen present the finale. Jack, I'm going to tell you about these guests off the record because oh. I think today we added like five more special guests. Wow. And I think, I think we will be dropping the names within the next week or two. Cause this is going to be a great, a great event. Yeah, and I'm um, excited. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. That's going to be, that's in LA and we have the district coming up. That will be on December 7th. We are going back to DC where Bryson one presents the district. 
And man, we just got a lot going on. And we're going to end the season strong. We've had a great run so far. I was at Davey's watch party yeah. last week. How was in Atlanta. that? That was awesome. There were a lot of cool people there. The Atlanta reality crew is starting to mobilize. They see Philly. They see what's going on up here. Yeah. And Davey's really trying to get them together. It's a battle there. on the East Coast. It is a battle. Um, but uh, yeah, that, it was so much fun. It was a costume party. Everyone had a good time. And uh, yeah. I saw your yeah. fit. You had like the, you were like riding a, a horse or something? <laughs> it was like a little man. It was like a Oktoberfest man. I saw a uh, costume. It was a guy. You were on his shoulders. Beard. I was on right. his shoulders. Yeah. So I was riding him, but he had a red beard. So I, I put a little white pause. So I, I put a white t-shirt on that said the challenge Wes, because Wes, you know, has yeah. a red Yeah. So that was my costume. Uh Davey what was, was the best fit of the night. Who won? There were a couple State Farm guys. There were a couple Jeff Probstes. Jeff Probstes. There were a couple Probsts. Um who else? There were one 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 lady was an effing stick. Nice. Uh, one guy was dressed up as Sydney Siegel. Um, there was just a lot. There were they were, they were crazy. And in Atlanta, Sydney Siegel from forty one. Forty one. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> random. Yeah, nah, he killed it. He's on my Instagram actually. I, go dope. check out some of the costumes on my Instagram. But yeah, it went well. Davy's Davy's party was awesome. It's an annual uh, Halloween costume party. You know, Davy's Mister Cosplay. Yep. And so, yeah, it was a good time. Awesome. All right. That concludes the Survivor News. It's been real, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel. Uh, Give a like, share it, tell a friend. You know it's all important. We love you. We appreciate you. We miss our brother Bryce. Jack Atkins, thank you for co-piloting this one. Um, And uh, we will see you next week, y'all. Peace. See you guys. And that is going to conclude this week's Survivor News of Season 43, Episode 6. We appreciate you listening and watching, but make sure you head over to Bryce Isaiah on YouTube. Hit subscribe, give the video a thumbs up, and let us know what you think of this week's Survivor News. And as always, if you're not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend who's the moderator. Because it's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.